place we are will never be the same in a couple weeks after Sunday. I'm talking about after WrestleMania. <laughs> the world of the fans, professional wrestling will never be the same. WrestleMania always seems to change what's happening in wrestling. We're going to talk to you WrestleMania expectations. We're going to do that for the next couple weeks. Big shout out to D Holler, who was on the last episode. Hope to see him again in the next upcoming episodes. We recently found out about Andrade. We'll speak on Andrade. We're going to talk about Bobby Lashley and her business. And I just want to make sure you're ready. WrestleMania, maybe what we're looking forward to, but with the main event we saw on Dynamite this past Wednesday, there's no way we can go without mentioning it. All right? This is the On Season Podcast. Shalom. How you doing, Isaiah? So, what I wanted to talk about, first of all, phenomenal main event at Fastlane this Sunday, last night. It was a phenomenal main event. Now, the whole card, it, it was a solid card. I believe there were there were some really good matches. Apollo, Cruz, and Biggie. I don't know what that ending was, but they had a good match, whatever, all together. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Two of the best workers in WWE, as always. Hard-hitting, very brutal match, great match. I'm very happy for those two. But if we could move on to the main event, because I don't want to talk about Braun Strowman and Elias. That was, that was a waste of my time. No disrespect to those gentlemen, but come on now. Braun Strowman is way better than what we've been seeing. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. One hell of a match. And what, let me say, before I talk about the match, Edge, Edge has the best, I think Edge has the best facial expressions in wrestling. The way he looks after delivering a spear or a few chair shots, he looks insane. He looks crazy, which is exactly what I expect the Rated R Superstar to look like almost all the time. He looked like the maniacal Edge from last year. When him and Randy Orton had those excellent matches, he looks bizarre. He looked crazy last night, which is what I love about Edge. Now, is he going to turn heel? I don't know. But what I do know is Edge is at his best when he has his foot on the throttle. That man knows what he's doing. He's one of the best talkers in WWE history. And I know this coming Friday, we're going to get a hell of a show. We're going to get a hell of a post-fast lane show. Daniel Bryan continued to prove to us that he's one of the best technical wrestlers in the world today and of all time. Um, the fact that he made Roman Reigns tap out, I believe that was good storytelling. I wanted I wanted Daniel Bryan to win, but 
you know, I thought we would get surprised and Daniel Bryan would end up with the victory, which would lead up into the triple threat. Because by at this point, we all know that we're going to get a triple threat at WrestleMania, right? The seeds have been planted. Um, Daniel Bryan is obviously going to bring up how he made Roman's hat and some something's going to happen that's going to lead to a triple threat. We know this. However, what we don't know is I don't I I don't know who might walk out of Mania with the with the championship. Roman could walk out or Edge could walk out to get the a championship that he never lost. He never And you know, he's he's never lost a belt, so you know, that's very much a possibility. Edge having one last lengthy title run, it'd be very believable. Believable, Even at the age of 49, 50, Edge is still one of the best workers in the business. And might, But let's not also rule out the possibility of Daniel Bryan getting one last run. I'm pretty sure he's on the verge of retiring pretty soon. Daniel Bryan getting one last run with the belt, I would be very interested in seeing that. He's won every championship in WWE. All he needs is a universal championship. He's been an intercontinental, United States, WWE, world heavyweight, even though that's defunct, tag team titles. Daniel Bryan has done it all. The only thing he hasn't done is win a Royal Rumble, win a King of the Ring, but that's okay. If he gets this universal championship, this will immortalize Daniel Bryan, as if he's not already immortalized. But this will this will signify his status as one of the best wrestlers in the world. Because I've always believed that Daniel Bryan is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's one of the best technicians in the world. And every year, in my opinion, he is a top 10 wrestler in the world every year. Top 10, top 15. He is He's just great. His heel work from 2018 to 2019, when he was in his planetary phase, great. It was excellent. I loved Daniel Bryan. I was supposed to hate it. The thing was, I genuinely didn't like him. Like, I was like, yo, Daniel Bryan is getting on my nerves. But that's what made me love him. He excels at everything he does, whether it's making people hate him, making people love him. Daniel Bryan, he, the essence that he carries when he performs is phenomenal. And Michael Cole said it something last night. I, I hadn't heard Michael Cole talk like that about a wrestler in a while, actually. Daniel Bryan had rolled over Roman Reigns. And a lot of people don't understand the amount of skill that it takes to roll someone as big. Roman got big shoulders. To be The ability that it takes to roll Roman over into another yes lock, another LaBelle lock, absolutely perfect. Michael Cole said, Daniel Bryan is so damn good. And Daniel Bryan is so damn good, Isaiah. I, he's, he's immaculate. I wish a lot of people just really don't understand how good Daniel Bryan really is. It's one of those things where if it's not word of mouth, you really have just have to watch him, watch how he moves in the ring. This, I love how he brought over the him stepping on people's faces from Ring of Honor. I, a lot of people don't know that originated from Ring of Honor. I just I love everything about Daniel Bryan, and I would love to see him walk out of WrestleMania with the championship. But as I said to start off my little monologue, we really don't know. So what do you think will happen, Isaiah? So with this whole um, Daniel Bryan, he's a third man. He's a third man, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> um, I'm not looking forward, really, to Daniel Bryan winning. If you want to call it clout, we can call it clout. Give the match some clout. Throw Daniel Bryan in there. 
because Edge already has had a couple of big moments since he's been back, especially with Randy. And I believe that Roman can more than likely walk out still the universal heavyweight, undisputed, reigning <laughs> head of the table. And it just be one of those type of deals. Because, you know, you got Jay Uso there. So it's really a, a fatal four-way. Because at any point, Jay can get hit accidentally or hit Roman um, unintentionally, just like we saw Daniel hit Edge unintentionally with the chair. I believe that the frustration and anger that went through Edge when he used the chair it was him realizing, crap, he actually might not have meant to hit me. So, too bad now because I've hit him, you know? <laughs> and it's like, it was a pretty well put match. I knew that Roman wasn't going to lose. They put Roman in a place where he's the, um, the Brock Lesnar. He's unbeatable. And... We don't have to really look for Roman to lose, but what we would look for is who is going to be the one to beat Roman. Mm. Who's going to be the person to beat Roman? Who's going to be the person to pin Roman Reigns for the belt? Because this, making it a triple threat in the event that they do, because it has not yet been confirmed, we'll find that out in the Friday Night Smackdowns to come. But, let's say that they don't, and it's a one-on-one match. Edge winning that belt will be big, but it really can't count as a loss in the Roman Reigns column, even though he's the one in the match who would get beat. You cannot put that in the loss column for Roman Reigns. And why do you say that? That's like if Finn Balor had pinned Brock Lesnar. Mm. And so we can see it happening. We can see it happening. But you don't really count it, you know? It's like how John Cena beat Brock Lesnar when Brock had came back, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> it's like, where, where, meh, yeah, so. Yeah, not a lot of people talk about Extreme Rules 2012. And let, let's talk about how, like, for example, it was probably Undertaker's three out of the 21-1 and one WrestleManias. He faced the Giant Gonzalez, but he won that by disqualification because the Giant Gonzalez pulled something out, put it over his face, choked him out. Undertaker didn't win that by pinfall or submission. He won it by disqualification. But it still goes to his record, but we don't discredit it. You know? It's like, yeah, that's his win. Brock losing the belt to Drew McIntyre, I personally don't put that in there, and it's not me hating on Drew. It's not. So you're essentially saying if Edge beat beats if Edge Roman beats Roman, Reigns, it won't matter. It won't matter for Roman, but it'll matter as far as the building up of Edge and his return. I agree that it wouldn't matter. I I don't think I think Roman Reigns is on top of the world right now. I don't think there's anything that. I feel like any loss that he takes would not 
disappoint him in the sense. Like he'll he's gonna be fine no matter what happens at this stage of his career. And I feel like not only in his, this stage of his career, but in this current Roman Reigns phase, which is phenomenal by the way, some of the best work of his career, I feel like there's not much that he can do. There's not much that can happen that would ruin his momentum. I feel like him losing the belt, they're gonna make an angle out of it. Paul Heyman's gonna do his talking. They could say, oh, caught Roman off guard, something. They're they're gonna work. They're gonna work something with it. It's not a it's not a moment. It's not a scenario where who's someone who's someone where they lost the championship and it basically ruined their home momentum. I I don't know right now, but. I don't think it's one of those instances where if they lose a championship or they take a loss, it's going to seriously affect them. I would say Braun Strowman losing the belt. Mm. When Braun lost the belt, are we blowing smoke about it? The only one blowing smoke about it right now is Braun Strowman himself. I'm a former champion. I should have been in the former champion's match. And I know you didn't really want to talk about Braun, but I feel as though they haven't used him. They've, they've put him in things that should have been major, him and The Fiend, in that swamp match. That did not make sense. There were no transparent rules. There was no objective to the match. At the end of the match, the match was for, it was for the universal title, right? Um, no, no, no. The Swamp match, I don't think that was for a championship. It was. It was for a belt. That was either when the belt was on Raw or, I mean, obviously it was when it was on one of the two, but I'm quite sure it was on SmackDown. I want to say SmackDown because they have not given Braun much you know, opportunity on Raw. And that's another thing. Let's stop using the term push, dear wrestling fans. There's no such thing as a push, but there is such thing as opportunity. Because mm. in all honesty, if we want to call things a push, you're taking away from the actual work that these wrestlers are doing. Ric Flair in 92 was not a push, it was opportunity. John Cena being the doctor of thugonomics was not a push, it was an opportunity. I believe, did we talk about this on the last episode? His contract was about to go, they were about to probably more likely let him go, you know. I don't believe so. Okay, well. Or we might have actually. They were about to let him go, but probably more likely, and he was rhyming and rapping on the bus, and Stephanie heard him and was like, well, why don't you try doing that on TV? And there we go. Doctor of Thugonomics is born. Because before that, he wasn't getting over. And you get over. You don't get put over. They can put as much merch out there for you. They can put you in as many commercials as they want to. But if people don't like you, you're gonna be a Lars Sullivan. That means let go So, Well, I mean, Lars Sullivan is back now on TV. No, he's not, he gotta let go. Again? 
Yeah, well, for the first time, because yeah, they didn't let him go before. They just nah, fir first he did a bad promo, and then he got on Twitter and was being racist. Nah, he was. They what they found was he wasn't on. He wasn't racist on Twitter. They found on it was on Twitter that they found racism. Him him being racist on an old forum. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And he also did gay porn, but I don't really think they cared oh, about that. Oh Lord. Good Lord. Yikes. No, I don't I don't think that was why. Because if they fired him because of that, then that would have... I mean, Mickey, Jam Mickey James came that. from the porn industry. I mean, adult entertainment. She did? Yeah. I didn't know that. And, and, and for all you listeners out there, I didn't find that out by watching it. Okay? Don't be weird. <laughs> I know you're probably going to search it up now. <laughs> I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to the listeners. If you would like to be a co-host on it, <laughs> you're on season you're podcast. trying to replace us. <laughs> hey, listen, we got two opportunities. No, we don't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of just basically doing your job. Doing what you signed up for. Because you had to sign up for it before they contacted you. <laughs> so, I feel as though people need to realize it's not WWE just picking people off the street who, you know, take a few pictures and go get in a wrestling ring one night. These are actual people who signed up for the lifestyle, the career of a professional wrestler. True. Speaking of which, signing up, getting opportunity. We see, um, and I'm going to call it what it appears to be, we seem to see a black evolution in the Hurt Business. I'm going to call it that. Um, you know, you got Cedric Alexander, who would be in Randy Orton's role. You got MVP, who would be in Ric Flair's role. Bobby Lashley, who would be in Triple H's role, or Batista's? I saw, I would say Batista's. Well, I mean, Triple H was the world champion that held it down. He was the big guy of it all. Batista was there. Um, he was a secondary third party, really, <laughs> I would say, because, well, it ended up being that way because he had gotten injured, and they were going to replace him with Chris Masters, but... Randy and Chris on the road was not a good fit. Rick couldn't stand them on the road. And uh, Triple H tried talking some sense into him. But that ended up just not working out. I think it was Chris Masters or... the ma Yeah, I think it was the Masterpiece Chris Masters. But it's hard to play Shelton. But I'm not going to call them a follow-up. To evolution. I'm not going to call them a black version of evolution because they are their own monster. They are their own thing. And they deserve the respect for what they're doing. It's so much a matter of with the tag team slot, I feel as though we can see an evolution storyline take place with either Shelton or Cedric being let go and that becomes the crumbling point 
of the Hurt Business. Can I interrupt you real quick? I mean, I left the floor open. The Miz just challenged Bad Bunny to a match at Mania. I knew it was going to happen. I, I knew we should have did this sooner. <laughs> I, listen, I can prophesy what WWE is going to do sometimes, but now it's a matter of if Bad Bunny accepts it or not. But before before we get to that, let's 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 just well, you know, I'm I'm good on the uh hurt business portion, but yeah, let's let's run with that. Let's run with that. Because it's been foretold. <laughs> Triple threat at WrestleMania. Roman, Edge, Daniel Bryan. Bad Bunny and The Miz. Bad Bunny hands off the 24-7 title. Yep. The Miz has lost the WWE Championship. I knew he wasn't going to WrestleMania with the belt. I just knew that for a yeah, fact. I was wrong about that. I thought he, I was hoping that he would, but. I figured that if they did leave The Miz with the belt, it would end up being a fatal four-way or five-man match of some sorts because Bobby Lashley and The Miz I'm sorry a triple threat Bobby Lashley, The Miz and Drew McIntyre or Sheamus but then it's also you're not doing anything with Braun and he's back on TV so that's the five man part four man because of Drew and Sheamus's problems they could have had a one-on-one -on -one match, and the winner goes into the fatal four-way. Mm. Bobby Lashley is going to be in the match. The Miz champion going to be in the match. Braun Strowman making a fuss going to be in the match. But now we see Braun's dealing with Shane for whatever reason. Shane is – see, this is the part where we see that they're giving us filler. Filler for two nights of WrestleMania. Yeah. You could have just put NXT on WrestleMania. <coughs> you could have. You could have. You could have put NXT UK on WrestleMania. Uh, Bring all of NXT to WrestleMania. Why not? And then because NXT UK, NXT UK... Their crew, the cruiserweight champion, uh, what's his? It's not Jordan Devlin, is it? Um, no, I know we got Pablo Escobar, who's in the U.S. on NXT. Nah, Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. Where did I get Pablo from? Uh, cause there's someone named Pablo Escobar. Where? Um, Please tell me it's wrestling. <laughs> He's not a wrestler, I'm pretty sure. Anyways. So, um... Bloopers. <laughs> pop. <laughs> <coughs> okay, bro. They're, um... What's it called? So, Jordan Devlin's holding it, but... Jordan Devlin, okay. Escobar yeah. is the interim. But see, he's the one on TV. He's the one on regular NXT. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Devlin, Devlin is in NXT UK. He showed up on the last um, last week's NXT. Um, talking about 
I'm the real cruiserweight champion. And yeah, takeover stand and deliver. They're gonna have a match. Yeah. My thing is, I don't necessarily see it the way that the commentary is pushing it. They're pushing it. I think I heard one commentator somewhere in there like, oh, it feels like uh, Ric Flair and Hogan, I'm the real world heavyweight champion. But I, I can't give it that much. I can't put it on that level because I don't see them on that level. Mm. And... I know there's some cruiserweight wrestling fans out there. It's not me putting down cruiserweights. It's not me putting down that division. It's not me putting down NXT. That's not a Ric Flair-Hogan level match. No. A Ric Flair-Hogan level match is like... I can't, I can't. Now we would have to go back and complete the fantasy booking episode to do Tyler that. Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne again, in my opinion. Uh, That's a, nah, they, those two are great, in my opinion. If you want to say, like, in terms, in terms of what? Like, star power or ring work? Star Cause, power. Because uh, at the time, power. it was really about star power. Hogan so was a WWF guy, and Ric Flair was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Came over to WWE. I'm the real world's heavyweight champion. Mm. Okay, you want to? Okay, a Ric Flair Hogan match. It was Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre at Survivor Series when Roman was saying you're a secondary champion. That's Ric Flair and Hogan real champion level. Um, if John Cena was to come back and face Bobby Lashley. But John Cena used the, I'm a 16-time world champion. You just now made it. Mm. I'm a real champion. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see John Cena return full-time, milking that he has 16 world championships. I would like to see a cocky Cena. He doesn't have to be a heel, but it would I, be I would a like heel to see a, I would like to see a tweener Cena. Nah, it would have to be a heel turn. Cause he, cause he kind of already did. He did kind of did that last year, or he he was kind of doing that a few years ago. But I don't remember necessarily when it was. But when he he was milking his career, saying like, I don't know who he was saying it to. I forgot, but saying like, you know my resume, et cetera, et cetera. That's I would probably like to when see he that. came back and he was trying so hard to get a slot at WrestleMania, and he got in Vince's you know ear again about ruthless aggression. <laughs> and they put him in the chamber and he lost. No, 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 not the chamber. They they put him in the chamber because then he went to the other brand and took the L again. But what should call it? It was they had it was him and AJ and somebody else. And the elimination chamber? No, it was I think it was a SmackDown show. This is when the Universal title was on Raw. Because first he was in the first or second, I know either way, he was in the elimination chamber for the universal title and he lost that match. And he was in a triple threat match to see who would be going for the world heavyweight championship on SmackDown. But he lost either way. And then he was like, I'll just be a fan in the crowd. 
And then, you know, he got his, what was it, two-minute match with Undertaker? He had like yeah. a two-minute match. He was out there on the ramp, walking yeah. back, and they're like, he's here. Yeah, when he was, when he, and then he ran back up on the ramp. <laughs> he ran back to the ring like, oh, we're doing this? Cool. It's just so much. This is going to be a big WrestleMania because Undertaker's not there. This is the first WrestleMania where it's really like no streak, no taker. That awe, that lore is not there. The first one where it's really not there. And I'm always going to look at WrestleMania different since The Undertaker is no longer a part of it. Because my whole life, up until, you know, what last year, of course. And even the year before that. Last year was what? WrestleMania 36? Yep. Because the one with the big screen was WrestleMania 35. Mm-hmm. Was... <coughs> Was WrestleMania 35 the one where Undertaker wasn't there? Yep. It was that one. I'm like, wow, Undertaker's not here. Undertaker's not even going to pop up in the middle of it. Yep, I was at the Mania. But what he did do, he... um, You were at WrestleMania. Yeah. You were at that WrestleMania. Yeah, Mania 35. John, since when were you at that WrestleMania? I swear I was. Here, I'm going to show you right now. I didn't know. That's why I'm saying. I'm not saying I don't believe you. Oh, yeah. I, w- I was there. That, it was fun. Hold on. April 2019. Oh, you're one of those people who talk what you're typing. Yeah. Uh, I was at the Hall of Fame, too, when that dude attacked Brett. <laughs> Yo. But those gold ropes were nice. Yeah, they were real nice. Oh, wow. It's mania. Six hundred dollar cheap seats. I don't know. I don't. I don't ask my mom questions. I just. I just ride along. I'm not gonna call it cheap out of respect for Mama Aries. <laughs> Mama A. But uh, y'all know, WrestleMania is the thing to know, thing to be. Talk about Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Batista. Supposed to be removed from the Hall of Fame class this year. Now I'm glad you brought that up. But um, a- after a year of <laughs> waiting, and it's like, yeah, we're gonna put him in. <laughs> it's like he might be removed. I don't know. I don't know what the plan for that is. Um, I think Matisse is still gonna get inducted, but they removed him off. They were, I don't know. They just removed him for some reason. I don't know why, but hopefully, I don't know. I, I I can just say that's a that's a vintage, strange WWE move. That's all I can say about that. I mean, are they making more room, or do they feel Batista's not ready? Do they feel like this isn't really the class that he should be in? You're putting him in with Molly Holly, the NWO, Eric Bischoff. I think Batista would literally just be like one of those C's on McDonald's bun, and it's like you're not thinking about it. 
Does McDonald's buns even have seeds anymore? I don't think so. Yo, I'm My, old. <laughs> I'm old, bro. Burger King's buns have seeds still, right? Yeah. See, but Batista going in with this class is like the sesame seeds on your hamburger buns. You didn't even know that they were or weren't there. That's what it's going to be like. You have the NWO in the same night as Eric Bischoff. You can't tell me Batista's going to be the one you're thinking about. In terms of WWE, I don't think Batista... I think Batista is up on the upper echelon than everyone going on, going in this class. How? In terms of WWE, in terms of WWE. Because NWO, that's WCW. But okay. in terms of WWE, Batista is on the upper echelon. And you know, as you know from that WrestleMania match that you don't like, where Sting should have went over, which I agree about. WWE. Wait, didn't, didn't Ric Flair even interfere in that match too? Uh, did he? I don't even know. On Triple H's behalf? I He probably did. But, you know... I think that WWE is going to wait, or Batista still could be the main inductee this year. But you got to remember, Isaiah, WWE puts their WWE guys ahead of everybody. So, no, maybe they'll wait. Triple H puts himself ahead of everybody. Yeah, that is, that's true, too. Because who else from WCW? Goldberg. Goldberg's a WCW guy, and he's out there still <coughs> crushing the competition. Yep. Now, I, I think Goldberg's going to be a mania. Uh, well, I don't I know. I mean, he's still on the contract. No one can say that he won't be a factor. Yep. Paul Heyman said, hey, the main event at WrestleMania is going to change, but not as you think. So this triple threat match that we think, maybe it is going to be that. Maybe it's not going to be that. I'm quite sure it's not going to be Roman Reigns losing. And if he loses, it won't be him losing clean. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure someone else would get pinned. Someone else would get pinned or there would be a major interference. And I could see that being Goldberg because we didn't get the Roman Reigns-Goldberg match last year at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Three spears. You got Edge's spear, Roman Reigns' spear, and Goldberg's spear. Nah, I don't think they're doing that. It's it's a thought. Because, mm, yeah, but triple threat matches, they're usually long. And especially if that's going to be the main event of the card, you got to remember, what's the longest match we've seen Goldberg do? The longest match that I can remember, maybe... Him, I know her, him versus Brock at Mania 33. That was at least that was at least five and a half minutes. So we got to remember Goldberg works in spurts. True. A triple threat match is at least 15 minutes, and but, at Mania triple threat match is probably most likely like 30. But if you're gonna put together a triple threat match, you could put it where Goldberg goes down, right? He's down for most of it. Boom, he gets back up towards the end. Spear, jackhammer, 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 spear. Another jackhammer or another spear to someone. You know, 
and a set of three. Someone gets hit with two things, someone else gets hit with one. Goldberg pins, Goldberg wins. Mm. But let's go to the phone lines. We got a we got a caller in, guys. I don't know where they're coming from, but here they are. Welcome to the On Season Podcast. Tell them your name and give your input. We're speaking in regards to hey guys. the Oh, it's this mark. It's uh, it's Demetrius Holiday, and uh, calling out of Windsor CT. Um, I'm a, I'm a real fan of you guys, you know. Uh, Jalon's my favorite, though. So, Thank uh, you. You're such a mark. You're such a mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, what's up, guys? How how y'all doing? I'm good. How are you? What's what's up? It's, you know. Oh, I just wanted to call in and tell you guys that you're doing a horrible job. And um, if you would like to be a co-host on the On Season podcast, <laughs> we have four benefit opportunities <laughs> available. Uh, what what are these opportunities? You know? No, we're talking about your position, Demetrius. This is D Holler, yeah. everyone. This ain't nobody new. They know you. Uh, oh. Oh. And now that they know, now that the cat's off the bag. You're not slick. Um, <laughs> Yo, this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here watching Raw. I'm glad. And I had this, I had this thought, right? I feel like we don't give Miz enough credit for what he has accomplished in the WWE. Thank you. What are you talking? Thank about? you. Thank Why you. Why are you just you? running with Thank him? you. What is? <laughs> People hate on I'm the so, Miz. I'm so serious. People hit on the Miz so much, and it's so undeserving. You're going to hate on a heel. That's why they're a heel. No, but people no, like but e- even it's, past it's heel. The, it's the stuff that he's done that he doesn't get credit for. Like that's my thing. Like the, I get, I get that you hate a heel. I get that whole thing. I I hated Edge as a heel, but I respected what he did. Right. I feel like we hate The Miz and we don't give him credit for everything that he does. Like The Miz is the most consistent, one of the one of the most consistent superstars of all time. Absolutely. Consistently healthy. Consistently yep. able to cut a promo. Consistently able to wrestle. And he's gotten better and since when he first debuted. He's, he's very good. In the, in the promo, I could put him up there with one of the best best guys on the mic. Definitely. He, he handles business. The Miz, the Miz is... But, but, what, 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 wait, 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 wait. What specifically do you think people are hating on? His ability to piss and moan about his lack of respect from the fans? I mean, he Bro. gets called soft. He is called soft people. Christian was begging for a world heavyweight championship match every week, but we love him. <laughs> well, I didn't like him at that point in his career, to be honest with you. I loved Christian in 2011. I loved it. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the one more match was 10 years ago. Oh my! God. One more match every week. And that that week when CM Punk set him straight was probably my favorite televised moment of WWE. 
CM Punk is my favorite part of WWE television during that time because without him in that period of time, we yes. really took a big L in wrestling. Like Ryback, Skip Sheffield. I feel like now Ryback was very entertaining. I don't know about the behind the scenes stuff, but not that. Nah, he was. Y'all don't think Ryback was good? He was alright. Not during that time. If he if he was. He should have been tagging with Rhino instead of Heath Slater. I could see that. They gave him RVD's singlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they they use the same guy. What? That that the singlet maker. They use the same one. Really? They use the same person. Yep. <laughs> see that, y'all? See that? WWE just recycling. <laughs> Recycling what used to be good and messing it up. And people are making rumors about a WCW reboot. Listen, everyone that you would make a WCW reboot with is old. But... Isaiah, you're one of the people saying WCW reboot. No, I'm not. Hey, what are you just, talking about? just have Goldberg go on the undefeated streak again. He practically is. He goes in that column of people's losses we don't really count. Because we discredit Goldberg's losses because of his age. I, I believe Goldberg, loss Goldberg loss. losing to Braun Strowman, we don't talk about that. Jalan, am I right? You're right. No one talks about it. Because he's older now. How he almost broke The Undertaker's neck. No one talks about that. I mean, no one ever talks about the Saudi Arabia pay-per-views, to be honest. <laughs> True. I think I think we talked about that last time. I mean, we talked about it, but... Dimitri, <laughs> Dimitri. <laughs> what, what's, what's up? Nothing, brother. Nothing. Right. Um, you call it. You calling me? What do you want? Now you called into the show. What do you want? You you were just calling my name like you had something to say, and then you didn't say anything. Oh, listen, it's not that. It, it wasn't important. This is this is why Demetrius is taking over. Okay, this is why. Demetrius takeover. Yeah, it's takeover. Demetrius, you marks. You were at the show recording it with me. Can't even get the name of it right. Take Demetrius takeover. Takeover. I'm Demetrius. Yo, what are you saying, yo? So when they do NXT TakeOver, right? It's TakeOver Vengeance Day. TakeOver Halloween Havoc. TakeOver New York. Yeah, you're a hater. I'm the uh, hater? Am, when I'm telling you the proper way to make a show? Am I a pay-per-view? I hope people don't pay to view you. You got OnlyFans out there, Demetrius? No, nah, but we are on Patreon. That's right. Y'all want to pay to hear this, the extended version of this show. That's right, the extended you know, all cut. You, out there. you can be an eight dollar indie jobber. You could have you could you could be a a dark match jobber. Or for twenty five dollars a month, you can be on the main roster and get the extended version of the on season podcast. Now I know a lot of you are saying, "Well, you're already talking for an hour, and I think that's enough for the week." But with the finances, we can give you something in return.
Go check us out on Patreon.com. Isaiah Terry Brand. Jalon, why'd you do that? <laughs> go to Isaiah Terry Brand on Instagram. Go to the link tree in the bio. The link in the bio that says link tree is going to say the on-season Patreon. You can have your three-tier options right there. And you'll be able to monetarily push this show. No. You'll be able to create monetary opportunity because there's no such thing as a push. But there is a such thing as opportunity. Thank you for listening to the On Season Podcast. For the rest of this episode, you can find us on Patreon.